Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Live from the inside of an Atari 1200XL computer with a hip new top-of-the-line dot matrix printer, this is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 238, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center. This is Tom. This is Cash. This is Scott. This is Mark. This is Albert. Today we'll be discussing computer vending postage stamps, because those are fun. Actually... The reason why we're doing this topic is because if if you recall last week, we were talking about how if you bring metered mail into the post office, the postal rate is 50 cents instead of 55 cents. Well, me- metered mail is different than computer vending. Ah, but is it? And you will find out that it is not. And that's, that is why I was... Very, it, it was very interesting when I heard this to follow up and find out just what's going on. Well, self-service kiosks in some United States post offices are now dispensing non-denominated 50-cent computer-vended forever stamps with a new U.S. flag design. Collectors can look for two major varieties, one issued from older kiosks and showing a serial number that begins with a letter, and another vended from a new kiosks and showing a numbers-only serial number. The new kiosks are being installed to replace the old kiosks. It would kind of be weird if they were installing the old ones to replace the new ones. The image on the new issues pictures only a detail of a fluttering 50-star flag with 13 stars showing entirely or partially, along with segments of eight red or white stripes. The design is derived from the same Tom Grill photograph that serves as the vignette for the non-denominated 49-cent forever stamp issued in coils and various Payne booklet formats. And that was issued on January 27, 2017, and those are Scott numbers 5158 through 5162. The illustration on the computer-vended stamps is cropped a little tighter than it is on the 2017 postage stamp. Philatelic researcher Peter C. Elias provided the images of the new computer-vended postage stamps pictured here and shared details of his finding with, with Lynn's Stamp News. The new flag design appears to replace the previous flag computer vended stamp originally issued April 1st, 2014, which is Scott CVP-91. That 2014 issue was minimally revised earlier this year as the USPS program to replace older kiosks began and was assigned a new Scott catalog number. The 2018 version, Scott number CVP-102, of the 2014 computer-vended flag stamp uses the same illustration, but its vertical serial number also consists of numbers only with no single-letter prefix. And at the end of this, 
everybody who listens to this podcast will be an expert on computer vended postage stamps because there isn't a lot, but it is very technical and it's something that is kind of ignored by the normal public. Although when you look at your mail, you're going to see these on your mail. That's not that there's that few. I mean, there's at least 102 of them. Well, I get them all the time in the mail, and I, I brought two of them in, one's from stamps.com and one's from the post office. And just as a note, they're a real pain in the butt to remove from the envelope because they're self-sticks, so you have to take them off with the gum. But if you use either the orange or lighter fluid or something, it will make all the printing run. So probably it's best just to keep these as cut squares. Well, the illustration on the 2014 computer vended stamp and its 2018 variety is the flag dusk painting by Laura Stutzman, first issued on 42 cent postage stamps in April of 28 or April 18th of 2008. Those are Scott numbers 4228, 4232, 4236, 4240, and 4244. Nothing, and, nothing like constant changes in design. Well, if you've seen the 42-cent postage stamp, the non, uh, the denominated one, everybody has probably seen a zillion of these. So, Well, especially when there's, what, two, four, five catalog numbers for the same stamp? Yeah, and probably a billion printed of each one. And let me guess, that's various coils, booklet panes, Exactly. Sheets. Probably like uh, they have different dates on the bottom or the date is printed in red versus black, you know, the, the standard stuff. Like the new ones where the micro printing has moved depending on the printer. Yeah. Yeah. There's three different Scott numbers because we can't put the micro printing in one place. <laughs> it's the 2020, 2019, 2020 version of the secret mark. Yeah, there you go. Well, the 2019 Scott Specialized Catalog of United States Stamps and Covers reports that the earliest known vending date for the 2018 variety showing the 2014 flag design was April 27th of 2018. Elias reports that his earliest find of the newest flag design was August 23rd in an old-style kiosk in Plano, Texas. So that stamp serial number begins with a letter. This is confusing. Yeah, but again, you know... That's why you have to read the catalog. If you look at the catalog, it makes sense. And this is something that if you want to accumulate something now that in 10 years may have great value, well, won't have great value. But, you know, let's say you're picking up stamps now for virtually nothing that are worth a buck to five bucks in 10 years. This is, uh, you're going to see a lot more of this, and you already see it in a lot of countries. How do you figure that? Because three-cent commemoratives aren't generally worth a buck to five bucks. Uh, well, I think part of it has to do with the ignorance of people looking at these. When they arrive, they, they don't look like stamps, so people throw them away. Um, well, the scary, the reason... The USPS doesn't have... Uh, ceremonies when they issue new ones, things yeah, like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, uh, lack of information out there, I think. But a normal commemorative that comes out now, not a flag stamp or anything, but a normal commemorative retails for about a quarter. 
now in mint condition, you know, they're plentiful, but you, I was talking, uh, me and Mark actually at lunch on Tuesday, we were talking about how these new commemoratives that are coming out, people just can't find them in used condition. Now on the other side, you know, who's looking for them in used condition, but they are very scarce. They may gain popularity later on, like um, the first junior duck stamps, um, you know, were not that popular, and now they're worth a lot of money. Yeah, and states, state duck stamps. Well, computer-vended postage, while they may be classed as meter stamps, are different from the classic meter stamps, which were printed. Oh, you're jumping ahead. We're going to go to that. Okay, we're, we're, we're going to address that. Well, that again, was my point earlier when this you said, is, oh, but no, they are. This is this is why, uh, yeah. This is why this topic excited me. Well, Elias's first find of the new design vended from a new machine was on September 3rd from Castleton, Indiana. Elias notes that there could be earlier examples. The serial number on each stamp includes the date. The first four characters in the number string identify the dispensing kiosk, and the next five numbers show the date with a single digit 8 for the year 2018, followed by four digits representing the month and date. What are they going to do in 2020? Yeah. Because <laughs> they'll never get to 2028. The 8 will be repeated. I, yeah, I think they'll uh, change the design as the hitch. Followed by a... Oh, I said that part. The final six digits tell the time of day with two digits each for hours, minutes, and seconds. Well, talk about earliest known usage. You can get down to the second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be the earliest dispensing. Well, true. I mean, yeah, I guess. You, well, they, they you may not necessarily use it. Yeah, but you, with the computer vending stamps, the CPV1. CVP. CVP1. You get those with first day Numbers, first day dates. Well, that's what I have. Yeah, you brought in your collection. Yeah. Are they first days? Um, what, what was the first day? Uh, February sometime, I think. I have August 23rd. That yeah. might be first day. I don't know. 82389? Yeah. Oh, then that's them. Okay. I, I have only one of the ones that I have are not. Is not a first day. The rest of them are all first day. Well, Elias notes that he encountered kiosks vending stamps with the USPS logo printed in black upon the new flag design. This variation occurs when the machine is not properly programmed to vend labels with the pre-printed color image. The labels loaded into the kiosks are pre-printed with only the flag design. The black imprints, including the barcode and serial number, are printed on the label when a customer completes an order using the kiosk. Now, these differ from postage meters. The postage meter has a long history around the world. The United States postage meter story is summed up by a Pitney Bowes booklet, which states the postage meter is a government-licensed mailing machine that prints postage as required directly on the envelope or on an adhesive tape for any type of mail, first, second, third, or fourth class, airmail, registered mail, special delivery, or other special services. In a single operation, it prints a prepaid postage meter stamp, including dated postmark of any value needed. 
Most models also seal an envelope or moisten the gummed tape at the same time the meter is being printed. The postage meter stamp is non-negotiable and requires no cancellation in most countries. It can be used only by the licensed user whose assigned meter number appears in the meter stamp itself. The meter does its own bookkeeping through sealed but visible registers which show postage used and postage on hand in dollars and cents. Except for the smallest desk models, the postage meter is a detachable unit of a larger mailing machine. The meter contains the postage printing die and the recording mechanism. Whenever the private user needs to fill the meter, he used to take it to the post office to be set. Today, most meters are set over the phone or the internet, obviously. Yay, another hackable device. <laughs> Postage is paid for in advance and need not be entirely used before the meter is reset. But if postage is allowed to run out, the meter automatically locks against further use. And this is where you start hacking. Because meters print postage and collect government revenue under official lock and seal, in the United States they can only be leased from the vendor. However, they can be owned in some countries. These vendors are held responsible for the proper operation, service, location, and replacement of all their meters in service. Personal computer postage is just a computerized meter. This topic came up because last week we were discussing postal news, and we were bringing up the new postal rates. And under the postal rates, it said 50 cents for mailing a first-class letter. Then I was looking, and Stamps.com was advertising Send your mail cheaper. You know, that if you use stamps.com, you're going to save five cents per letter. And I was, you know, we, we save a bunch of money on discount postage anyway. But I'm going, how does stamps.com negotiate something with the post office where you can send first class mail for 50 cents? And they didn't. They're just taking advantage of this price that already exists. So um, I'm kind of surprised that we don't see more stamps.com on envelopes. Plus, they do make, you know, commemorative things and stuff like that. And they're listed in the Scott's catalog. They list the stamps.com plus everybody else in the Scott's catalog. So one CVP43 is for indicia.com. And they have their own little label and they print out the postage and these are collectible. And look in the Scott's catalog as to how much these things go for. And you will be really surprised. Well, that's because they're very uncommon. Incredibly uncommon. Except that you see them all the time. You just throw them away because it's not a commemorative postage stamp. Well, I don't. Anytime I see them, I put them in the save box. Yeah. Well, me, I take the ones off that because uh, stamps.com. Because we run a business, they send you a disc, and they say, use stamp.com. We'll give you $20 off and uh, five cents off every letter you send. And it's like, well, okay, $20 off is a free month, but how do you get the uh, five cents off every letter you send? It's like, well, they're meters. And the post office gives you a nickel just because and it doesn't make any sense but this is the way they run their business model so i thought this was very interesting look up cvp and in your scott's catalog 
and you will see a plethora of stamps. Some of them look pretty cool, like I like the Spider-Man stamp. Well, the um, the computer vended postage is CVP. The other one they have is personal computer postage, and those are the ones that say one CVP before them. Oh, okay. Is it every company has their own, or is it all the same? Well, there's Neopost, there's Stamps.com. So it is just one CVP is all the companies? It appears to be, yeah. Yeah. So would this be considered a hybrid between computer vended postage and metered mail? Well, well no, I think... It, it is technically metered mail, but... Yeah. Um, because metered mail is generally something that's a variable denomination. And so, yeah, it qualifies as metered mail, but it is computer vended, meaning that uh, the computer is generating it. You're not, not, you're not using a standard meter like we discussed earlier where you're you know, under a specific... You don't have to reload the machine and it doesn't print off and, you know, you... There is one thing uh, that um, Stamps.com has in their advertisement that if you misprint your postage, you can reprint it, but only once. So if you accidentally print it on the back of the sheet instead of the front, it'll let you fix it, but only one time after that you lose your postage. So it, that was interesting, but uh, yeah, it's very much worth addressing because they're all in the $1 to $6 category for used, and I'll bet you everybody who's listening has thrown these away. I know I have. Yeah. A constant struggle in the t constant struggle in the uh, stamp businesses. So what do you do with all the stuff that gets sent to you? Um, when my mom died, it turned out that uh, she had uh, old packaging that various stamp dealers had sent me for packages going back to the uh, mid seventies. <laughs> Literally two boxes full. Wow. And if you look at them, they do a really good job on a lot of the artwork. These are not just well. You know, some of them are just little white pieces of paper with uh, red on top and the bottom and then printing on it. But some of them have, you know, thank you for your business. I remember the thank you for your business was from uh, um, APS. They were sending everything out with thank you for your business uh, meters on it. Have you discovered what? a different way to remove this other than uh, with a cut square method since you've already tried the orange oil and the lighter fluid? Uh, you can't soak them. Yes. Because the glue doesn't come off. The orange oil smeared them terribly, and the lighter fluid made little flecks of it fall off. So I think that this is like a lot of the current uh, postage. If you soak it, the cancellation, because they have the sprayed on jet, it makes it look terrible. And I think that these meters, until somebody finds something that isn't going to smear the ink... Um, they're pretty much just going to be able to be collected as cut squares, which Maybe. is a problem because it increases the thickness dramatically. Well, I don't know that it would respond to heat, but what if you tried like a hair dryer or, or something, or to, iron or something like that to try and use heat to loosen the gum, loosen off. the gum. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. May or may not affect the ink or the spray on ink, but you know who knows. I actually like the one we have it open to the a page. It's like there's a we're moving stamp. It's like send all your people and your. We're moving. 
You well, might also try some sort of silicon spray. Yeah, some or even uh, there could be something where you spray the top of the stamp and then soak it, and it'll protect the ink. I, I've seen that before. What about, have you tried Bestine? I have not tried Bestine. Huh. That seems like it would be an incredibly expensive way to remove right. stamps. It's, it's, it's not that expensive, but it is highly toxic and flammable. Right. <laughs> yeah. So burning down your house and going to the hospital could make it expensive. Yeah. That's the higher s- catalog value. But yeah. you would save the stamp. <laughs> so anyway, look for these guys. Well, you've been listening to Stamp Show here today, episode number 238. This was Tom. This was Scott. This was Mark. This was Cash. This is Albert. You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.